Welcome to Girl With Something To Say. My name is Kenya Mandivar and I am your host. Welcome to episode 11, double digits from here on out, folks. I wanted to caution that today's episode topic is a bit on the heavier end. I have a guest that is going to join us as we speak on mental health, depression, anxiety, and eating disorders from a personal perspective. I want to caution anyone who is listening that this topic can be a heavy and emotional one. Be cautious listening if you feel this may trigger you. Sending love. Okay, so today's guest is one of my favorite people ever. She is the funniest, the most loving, caring, and just a straight-up genuine person. Um, Welcome, Haley McCormick. Oh, thank you, Sonia. (laughs) The people had to know. The people had to know. I had to start with a great introduction, you know? Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Um, This episode, as as already stated, is going to be a little heavier. And um, I just know me and you relate on so many different things. Um, Sometimes some may call it trauma bonding. Um, (laughs) um, We definitely, you know, we definitely have gone through through some stuff that people probably don't know about. Um, How could they? but what better person to to share this episode with um, and to just kind of put light on things we've gone through. Um, yeah, I, you're, I, you know, I know your story and whatever you're comfortable with, you know, I just think so many people can, can learn and relate to, to what you've gone through, what you persevered through um, to, to be the person you are now. You're one of the strongest people I know. You are, regardless if you believe that or not, but it's like people that are your friends that have a different perspective, they know this. Um, You're one of the most joyful people uh, we know too. So I know sometimes it's like, what what is that one funny moment or comment where they say like, the happiest people? (laughs) Why is that so true? No, sadly, that is probably so accurate. But that means so much. Thank you, Kenya. And I know that, like, like I don't feel like a lot of the things, like, I have gone through or, you know, like, I've walked through, like, I could have done it without the friends and people by my side. And, like, one of those people, like, were you. You know, like, you've always been such an encouragement. Like, even just, like, for me doing this podcast, like, before I met you, I probably would not be able to do this, you know? But, yeah. like, you were um, such, like, you just bring vulnerability out of people and like I really appreciate that and so um yeah thank you for having me before we get into it oh my god that just reminds me of how I like made you be my (laughs) were you thinking about the same thing actually okay for everyone who doesn't know me and Kenya we originally met each other in El Salvador (laughs) so um we were bunk buddies so we slept right next to each other um and the story that we're talking about probably like a weekend, maybe a weekend, <laughs> somewhere in El Salvador together. Um, I had just met Kenya, and for those of you who know Kenya, like she is like one of the most vulnerable people that like I know. Like she is so willing to just like open up, just to like you know like make other people feel comfortable, you know, to like try and like relate with you, you know, like she is so open. And um, so I had probably known Kenya for like a week, and we're like laying in bed at one point, and we're <laughs> laying there and. You know, Kenya has already, you know, like, really opened up to me and, you know, really <laughs> a lot, you know, like, really tried to, like, create, like, this deep friendship, you know, and, like, for those of you who know me, like, that's just not me. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not an extremely vulnerable person. Like, it takes, like, a really long time, I feel like, for me to, like, really, like, truly open up to you. And, like, I probably had it told Kenya, like, I don't know, more than that. Like, I had, like, one older sister or something. Like, it was, like, the smallest stuff, you know? And so we're laying in bed one night, and Kenya just kind of, like, stops talking, and she just, like, looks over at me, and she's like, you know, you're a fake friend. And I was like, what? (laughs) Me in my head, I'm like, I just met this girl. Like, what is going on? And I was like, what? And she's like, you know, she's like, you know, like, so much about me, and I don't know anything about you. Like, why won't you share anything about yourself? And I was, like, so taken aback, but then, and, like, I kind of, like, laughed about it, and I was, like, offended, but then, like, I thought about it, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, like, it was kind of, like, like almost, like, a beginning of, like, realizing, like, wow, like, I have such an issue with vulnerability and opening up, and, like, here's someone who cares about me and, like, wants to know me, and, like, mm-hmm. I'm not giving her the opportunity, so... 
Like, actually, <laughs> looking back is, like, really funny, but also I'm kind of like, wow, that was, like, the beginning of, like, my vulnerability journey. Like, Ken, that's something, like, Kenya has, like, really, like, brought out of me. Um, so... Oh, my God. I love... <laughs> that was... That is a core memory I feel like I have with you. It's such a core memory. I remember telling you, I was like, Haley, vulnerability breeds vulnerability. <laughs> I was like, girl, you've to tell me about your life. And then you did. And then here we are. So... Here we are. I, I'm glad... Huh? Going strong. Yes. I'm definitely happy to hear that that had a positive impact on you and your journey. Um, I really didn't know that that's sort of like your vulnerability journey, but I'm sure that's made you a lot of friends. Um, and that's why you're here. Like you said, like you probably wouldn't have been able to do this years ago. Um, and I'm grateful you are. Um, yeah. I I wanted to start kind of I know your story, like I said before, and I wanted to to give you room to share um, starting probably in middle school, like what you've gone through mentally. And I think for me, at least that's a that's a place where I remember that my mental health began to decline. And I don't know if it was because social media became a thing. I don't you know, probably. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> that was a moment where I remember I did not like myself. And so I don't know if that's something you relate to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely think that middle school also for me was kind of like the beginning of the mental health journey. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember even like, for me personally, when I was in eighth grade is whenever like I had really truly realized like, oh my gosh, like at eighth grade, I'm realizing like, you know, like my mental health like is not okay. Like this is like how I'm feeling is not how like you know, all the people in my class are feeling, you know, like the things like Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing, you know, like mentally, like that's not normal. And so um, I remember being in eighth grade and actually um, sitting my mom down. And I remember I had told her, I had said, mom, you know, like, I want to talk to you about something. And um, I had said, you know, like, I said, I think I'm depressed. And I said, I think I need counseling. And um, looking back, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe like at eighth grade, like I noticed that or like, Mm -hmm. I realized that, like, I remember just like being so in my head and just mm. um you know like really struggling like depression and especially tons of anxiety mm-hmm. um and you know I didn't really understand why you know because um I feel like whenever you're younger like not everything that is happening around you or you know like whatever trauma like you're encountering like you don't even realize like it's trauma and so like at the time I was so confused it's like oh my gosh like I have a roof over my head you know like I have food you know like Mm. I don't know why I feel like this um and so that was kind of like the beginning of like okay you know like I told my mom and my um thankfully like my parents were very um understanding and they were open to me going to counseling and they actually had gotten me a counselor um that I went to for, you know, a few years, but, um, yes, in eighth grade, especially, I think was like the biggest years for me to realize like, oh my goodness, like this is not normal. You know, like this depression, this anxiety at such a young age is not normal. Um, first of all, kudos to you for even taking the step to tell your, your mom, because I think navigating a mental health like journey like what we're going through is hard especially to put into words and to share with someone else um and especially your mom I think at that age for me at least I did not have the best relationship with my mom and so <laughs> I know you can relate to this <laughs> but it's it's like kudos to you knowing you needed you needed help um I I feel like I was definitely the opposite <laughs> Ooh, I oh my god I don't know if people remember tumblr um right there I'm literally opening yeah a hole like but I remember social media was so big in eighth grade like I got my first Instagram account I joined Tumblr and all these like outlets led to like avenues of things that you didn't have access to before so now I was seeing all these beautiful models I was seeing all these you know skinny girls on Tumblr there was like that thin era like my god triggered it was so triggering oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah, it was 2000s were just not it no yeah. and I I just was I, th- I think I, I was so depressed as well in the sense that I didn't have a relationship with my mom really um I grew up without a dad it was just like all these things that you don't realize play into effect I felt ugly no guy wanted to date me right I was like my crush wouldn't even look my way so when it came down to it everything in my life came down to what I looked like 
And that was for years, probably that that was the the thing that 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 made me hate myself was how I looked. I blamed it on you're not happy because of how you look. You're not happy because you're not skinny enough. You're not happy. And, and you know, people joke around like, ah, like she's not my type. You know, like people like to say these things about other people. Oh, she's too fat or like, you know, about just like people's bodies. You, It's so easy to just comment. And I think especially back then it was more tolerated. It wasn't like this big Lizzo m- like movement where it's like all bodies are positive. You're beautiful regardless. Like that was not the case when we were in middle school. Yeah. It was like, if you're skinny, you're beautiful. And mm-hmm. so I remember like, if I was like, okay, I have to change. Like I, I, like, I hate myself. I hate what I look like. And going into high school, like I started starving myself. Like I was like, I'm gonna just, if I, everything in my life is chaotic. And if this is the one thing I can control about myself and what I hate, then I'm going to do this. And you don't realize it that it's like, controlling right like that's what you're you're seeking at least on my end is I was like I need control so I like suck out suck out like any diet any 500 calories a day maybe like I remember like this is so like I'm laughing because this is just it's really sad um and I remember like things from tumble that would be like the the louder your stomach like 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 what is it like roars or whatever like the, the better you're doing and like yeah. I believe that yeah oh my gosh the tumblr era was not the best for sure I definitely remember like being on tumblr also and like oh my gosh the skinniest girls like I remember like like all you know everybody that I followed like the people that they would be you know like reblogging or whatever it would always be you know like those super skinny girls where it's like you know you can see their rib cages mm-hmm. you know like and that not that like if you're naturally like that there's nothing wrong yeah, with that nothing wrong I think with that like what got me was the fact that like that was the only thing that was viewed as beautiful there mm-hmm. you know like during that time period and I I mean still now but I think yeah. that we've definitely kind of like progressed more now and like in these last few years but growing up you know like it's like as skinny as you could be you know like that was seen as like beautiful that was seen as healthy you know and um that also I know took such a big toll on my mental health too because you know for those who know me like I've never been skinny like I have never been skinny in my life retweet (laughs) Retweet. (laughs) and like I think I'm coming to you know terms with that now but you know back then growing up you know whenever um you know I had so many friends and like all my friends were just so skinny you know and like um like you had said you know like none of your crushes liked you back and like um, you know, like I never really ever like talked to guys or anything like that. And like, I also was like, oh my gosh, it's because I'm not skinny. You know, everything mm-hmm. was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm not skinny. So like, you know, and even for a while, um, even like now, like looking back sometimes, like I like look at pictures of myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how did I have friends like looking like that? Like, you know, and it's just like things like that where you just don't even realize how much of an impact like mm-hmm. social media and like society has had on you mm-hmm. until like you catch yourself, you know, in this time period now where, you know, being curvy, you know, and like having actually you know, like me on your bones, like it's not seen as such like a negative thing, you know, and, um, you know, I feel like people are really coming to terms now with, you know, healthy bodies are you know it can be any size body you know it's not just somebody being super skinny you know healthy looks different for each person um but back then you know that was not the case so then it's like I even think of like you know things that I would think of you know a few years ago and I'm like oh my gosh and like I look back at photos and like my immediate reaction is like oh my gosh I like this was like my heaviest like how like how were all my friends who are so beautiful, like still friends with me, like whenever I looked like that. And then it's like, I think about it, I'm like, that is so toxic. Like that is <laughs> societal, you know, like thought in my mind, mm-hmm. like, normal, you know, um, but definitely I feel like Tumblr had such a big impact, you know, which is crazy how big of an impact social media has, but like it does, like it truly does. Yeah, you really have to be mindful of what you consume. But I think when you're in such a developing mind, still like you still have such a developing mind where you're, you know, you're learning, you're, 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 you're consuming and it's like consuming things that are just kind of going to like make you spiral, right? As a person and, and not truly love yourself. And I think that came into my adulthood too. I I think like I know you relate to this as well. Um, it's it's like you know even 2020. I remember I was like I'm gonna lose weight and I lost weight and I did like the 75 hard. Like this is like 
peak pandemic and me and my mom are doing it and it's like pick a diet right because like diet culture is just so prevalent and always like screaming in your ear and I was like okay like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna work my body to the core and I'm gonna like be disciplined and I did it and I lost so much weight and I still thought I was like too big like I was I was like no like and it's body dysmorphia honestly at this point I was like oh my god I'm so fat I'm so my mom's like dude you literally look like a snake and I was like that's a lie and then because diets are not sustainable and it's probably spewed out of hatred. Like I did this out of hatred yeah. for my body. Like I, I didn't go, okay, I want to make a change because I love my body. I went, I'm going to do this because I hate what I look like. And yeah. I, I just feel like your mind knows those things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I did it and <laughs> and then I gained weight and then it was even more depressing. And I was like, oh my God, I can't be disciplined so stupid yeah and I remember um for those of you also who don't know that are listening me and Kenya lived together during the pandemic <laughs> she actually um I'd moved in with her in 2020 was it or 2021 I, you, you moved in January 2021 when I started gaining the weight back <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Kenya was, okay yeah so I moved in in January 2021 and like let me tell you, like two girls who have struggled with eating disorders <sighs> so and body, body images, like me and Kenya, we were rough. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like in a pandemic. Like <laughs> I remember, you know, like we would work out, we would count every single calorie. Oh my like God. I was our best friend. Like, and looking back now, I just think, oh my God. We were so, like, our minds are so skewed. We were like, oh, my God, we're so good because we're not eating that much. Or, oh, my God, I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to eat this. Like, my my gluten-free um, pretzels, you know, like, we just would, like, congratulate ourselves for doing the most, like, destructive things to our bodies. But our yeah. minds were so skewed, and we were like, well, we're seeing results, so obviously it has to be positive. But that was not the case for mental health because that freaking made me depressed. Yeah, and I think that there's such – I mean, kind of like you had just kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, just like such a difference between, you know, seeing, you know, a diet or, you know, seeing, you know, a workout program or something and seeing it and thinking like, wow, like, you know, like I love my body. Like I want my body to feel better. And because of that, like – I, you know, want to fuel it with, you know, foods that, you know, in this diet, like sound like they would really make me feel good or, you know, like mm-hmm. these workouts that I know, like whenever I complete them, like I'm going to feel good and I'm going to feel strong. And there's such a difference between, you know, doing that out of, wow, like I love my body. Like I want my body to feel good. Like, you know, like that type of thing. Like I just want to be strong compared to kind of like the mindset that we have where, you know, it was very much so like, oh my gosh, like we're doing this because we hate our bodies and we want our bodies to change, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, not that diets are bad, but just like the mindset that you have with it is, mm-hmm. you know, so important. And I think that if you do have that mindset of, you know, I love my body, I want it, you know, to be strong. Like, I feel like girls have to be so intentional with keeping that mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and not letting, you know, the number on the scale get to you, not letting, you know, the measurements get to you, that type of thing, which is hard to do. It's so hard to do. I remember like weighing myself every day. I think like the, like this, the 70, 75 hard had you like weigh yourself every day or something like that. And I'm like, it does not take account that your body fluctuates, that your body has more water. Sometimes it has less water. You're even like going into like constipation like things like that play take like they play a part and like how much your body weighs and we don't we don't realize that and we just see like the number on the scale and we're like oh it's higher than it was last week obviously I'm doing something wrong so I'm just gonna restrict and I think I think like you've probably witnessed this like even in men's culture like I feel like it's even less talked about uh eating disorders as guys like they're like I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut like it's cutting season you know and I'm like are you okay? Like, like genuinely, are you okay? Like, if, you know, if, if you that works for you and it doesn't make work with, like, it doesn't mess with your mental health, then, like, by all means, like, you know, do whatever works for you. But I'm, like, sometimes the way I have heard, like, guys talk about this, I'm, like, that doesn't sound like, like, you're giving your body love while doing this. It's, it's like, you're just restricting, you know? And I could go into a whole rabbit hole about, like, counting calories and calorie deficit i've heard it all like this is what you need to lose weight calorie deficit calorie i'm like 
you don't understand my fitness pal and I, we are divorced. We cannot come back together. <laughs> because... I cannot download that app again. It never does. Never no. That, that app literally triggers me so much because I'm like, it, it just, it messes with your mental health, like your brain. Yeah. It messes with my brain. If I get it again, even if I'm in a, like a healthy place, I've done it before. And I'm just like, it is going to push me back so many years. And I, I, I don't want that. And instead, I'm just going to be more intuitive and mindful. You know, I'm like, if I lose weight, great. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not going to like just restrict myself um, and tell myself that food is bad because I've come on, on such a journey, you know, re like fixing my relationship with food, realizing that this food is good for fuel. Obviously, too much of anything is bad for you. But I refuse to go into a space where food is bad for me again. I'm, I, I hated it. And I'm not doing that again. And if I have a piece of cake, I'm not going to feel bad about it because I had a piece of cake. Like, it's not going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Like, I do not think that I mentally, I don't think that I'm someone who can like count the calories like every single day and like still have a healthy mindset for those of you that can mm-hmm. that's amazing like yeah you know, like that if it doesn't bother you then like that's great but for me that was something that like starting to count the calories like I would just get so in my head about it you know like mm-hmm. I would be perfect every single day if I went over you know five or even ten calories like it's like immediate guilt and it's like immediate shame you know so I definitely agree with you I do not think that I will be partaking in the app again either <laughs> i remember when i would like i would have my calories and i think maybe have like 100 left for the day and i would like be sure to burn like 100 more so i could ha- like eat a snack after the gym and i'm like oh, it's so healthy like i'm at the gym trying to burn more calories because i want to eat something <laughs> like yeah. i i don't know i'm i'm glad that like i and like you are in a much better headspace in that area. And I think for me, like my breaking point was last year. Last year, like 20, what was it 2022? Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. I don't know what you were in. But last last January, I think I had like gained weight from like moving um from Texas. And I was, you know me. Anyone who knows me knows I was in the dumps. Like I I was just so sad about so many different things in my life. And it all just came back to my weight. And I was like, I literally don't want to be here anymore. And it's because I'm fat. It's because I'm ugly. And I'm like, okay, these thoughts, they got to (laughs) go. And I was like, I need to go to see a therapist. I need to see someone who can help me like fix, fix my relationship with food, fix, fix, like help me just rearrange my thoughts and mine. And I did. And that's probably the best thing that's happened to me. I definitely got a headspace where I appreciate my body more. I see food differently. I feel like I'm actually able to date in confidence, knowing like, like knowing that I'm good enough, knowing that I'm beautiful and actually believing those things. And it's such a process. Like I'm finally 25 and like, I'm finally here, you know, after, after what, like since 12 to 25, 13 years. (laughs) Yeah. So do you feel like like counseling and like getting therapy like is kind of like what helped you grow in that relationship in a positive way? Do you feel like that like you said you had your breaking point? Do you feel like therapy is what helped get you to where you are now with having that more positive relationship with your body? Oh my god, reverse interview. I love this. <laughs> Ask me more questions. Um <laughs> I definitely, I definitely do. At least for me, like, you know, people always say like, everyone tries therapy, like try therapy. I think you, you know, you should once in your life at least. And it's important finding a person that understands you and knows how to, how to like guide you. Um, And my girl, Larissa, um, (laughs) she was amazing because every time I would bring my, like something about my body up, she was like, okay, you know, you, you've talked about like, you know, this made you upset and you're upset with your body. She's like, but let's let's talk about the other reasons why you're amazing. You know, let's let's remember that your body is not all that you are, right? Which is can be cheesy to say, but she was like, What are you? And I'd be like, Oh, I'm compassionate with my friends. I love my friends genuinely. And I was just like, she would make me make a list. And I was like, wow, like 
I am a great person. And so reading these things and affirming them to myself. And I had friends that were like amazing. Like I have a friend named Allie who one time when I went to church, she gave me a stack of affirmations to put all over my room because it had gone so bad where I was just so depressed. And seeing those things, it was like, I'm beautiful. I am sexy. Like God loves me. It was just like all these truths that she had written. And I needed that in the moment. And like, is that? words have have life right and you know like talking about the bible like words of life and death right and i definitely that's one thing that i believe to be true just in my life every day is that words have so much impact on your life and so i started speaking like looking in the mirror like i am beautiful like i am sexy i am a compassionate i am an amazing friend like i just started speaking these things aloud and I started believing them, you know, and throughout the year, like it's definitely, I started going to like therapy in like May um, and it's been almost a year. And I definitely have seen this in my friendships. Like people have been like, wow, like you have grown so much as a person um, and who you are and just how confident you are. And like even going on dates, right? It's like, I don't need like, I don't even need guys like affirmations anymore. Um, but they were like, oh, wow. Like I never would have guessed that. Like you were not confident because you exude such confidence now. And I'm like, fake it till you make it, baby. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's true. Like, I definitely feel like I've changed mentally from, like, then to now. And that doesn't mean that I don't have my moments, right? I still have moments where I'm like, oh, my God, I don't like how I look. And then I'll, like, get over it. And I'm like, okay, but I'm, like, such a bad bitch. Like, <laughs> and so it's it's taking a process to get here but I do think like your question was do you think they'll, this helps and it's helped me and so obviously I'm going to recommend it to anyone I'm like you know you need someone that's unbiased in your life you need someone that is gonna like your friends like can tell you you're amazing right but you're like you're biased because you're my friend but you have someone else tell you that you're amazing you're like why why do you think that like why do you think you're like I'm amazing you don't know me but then they like start to get to know you and it's like no if this person who doesn't know my like ins and outs of like my life can tell me this like that has to mean something you know And I know like, you know, you're going through a similar journey where it's like you're going to therapy and like kudos to you. And I hope that is amazing for you. Um, I have so many friends actually who are going to therapy at the moment um, because they're they're in low points in their lives. And I think it it can be, it used to be such a stigma back then where it's like therapy is bad for you. Or like, oh my God, you're crazy to go to therapy. But I think the narrative has changed so much now that everyone's advocating for it. And it's like, why is everyone advocating for it? Like no one's, I mean, sometimes people advocate for things that are not good for you. Um, but I definitely think that this, this like just taking one session can help so much um, if you want it, right? You can only get as much help as you are willing to receive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And like you had said, like I, I'm also in therapy right now. Like I just recently started. Thank you. It was a long journey to get me there. Can I'm you proud know? of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, but like you had said, just that one session can make such a difference. Just like having that safe space of knowing like, okay, like I'm somewhere safe. Like me sharing like the deepest, darkest parts of me mm-hmm. is going to be, you know, like I, like why, why am I so afraid of sharing that with someone who's not, who I know isn't going to judge me, mm. you know? literally their job is to not (laughs) you know to be supportive and to be encouraging and you know to to help me you know get like where I want to be you know emotionally but like that one session is just so therapeutic of just being able to share so much about yourself and not have to worry about you know the repercussions of you know someone else finding out or you know whoever you tell telling someone else you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so therapy definitely I also recommend 100%. This is not a sponsored um, episode, but we're just we're just shouting out therapy. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> um, but like, apart from you know eating disorder, probably because they're probably all intermingled. Let's be honest. Um, I know that we've gone through other other things. Like, I feel like all of these go hand in hand, right? Like depression and anxiety, and you know eating disorders probably stem out of like those things. Um, 
but I know we both had our fair share of like depression and and just being in in the weeds and like in the dumps where we have not wanted to be here, you know. And I think so many people relate to that, and so many people have like avoidant like avoid the topic like and don't want to talk about it or like you know if I if I if I don't talk about it then it doesn't exist or like if I talk about it it makes me too vulnerable like but it's like these are things we go through you know and and you see so many people that they lead them to do like depression leads them to do you know sad things and it's like but talking about these things prevent those things right and like allow you to to just open up to your friends and 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 truly just break away from what you're going through and I think like depression like I feel like I've been depressed since like 12 and it's like it's a it's a reoccurring thing right it comes in and out and it's not like I don't want to keep speaking over myself at least like oh I'm depressed I'm depressed I'm depressed but I am acknowledging that like that is is real that's so real at least in my life um it comes in waves right like I'm currently I'm doing great I'm like I'm doing great I'm like but I know <laughs> what is it when you have high highs you have and then you have low lows so I'm like yes. all right we'll see like what mountain comes my way and it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like knowing that you know we we have you know depression and anxiety how do we prepare our minds to combat like to, to prepare for those moments right um and it's like oh going to therapy oh writing your thoughts down oh being honest with your friends about where you're going through because it's so easy to isolate and I think like from a teenager perspective like as a teenager, I isolated so much. I literally was like, I, I hate myself. I don't want to be here anymore. You know, just all these really sad thoughts. And I'm so grateful that I'm still here because I mean, I've met great people like you and I've, <laughs> I've become a great, like a great person, I think. And, but it's like, I remember like 13 year old Kenya, 14 year old Kenya who would listen to like other, like read other things about like other kids wanting to like, you know, not be here and like, kill themselves and um all these things and and it was sad because it was like we all encouraged each other I feel like oh you feel depressed I feel depressed too like oh like you know it was it was such a I don't know I feel like it was such a dark moment at least like that was my experience I don't know if you 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 felt a similar like I don't know how your journey began yeah I also remember you know like having friends who also you know said they were depressed you know and it was I think that using the word depressed can be overused almost in our society. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes like I think about like, wow, like, you know, everyone says they're depressed, but then I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, but this is such a sad society and such mm-hmm. a sad culture that like we're living in that honestly, like, you know, when someone tells me they're depressed, like, I don't even think twice about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah like, same. <laughs> honestly, yeah. like, you know, and um, I think especially with, growing up and um I know that there's so much to go you know with depression you know family trauma you know Uh um, growing up things that happen to you you know um using alcohol weed you know everything like that like that definitely doesn't make it better but I know that you know growing up like I thought that it would you know Uh and it's better for a while but then you know it gets worse you know and I it just like it thinking back and like looking back now like I'm realizing like wow like now that like I'm older and I'm more open like vulnerability you know like like you had kind of said like vulnerability breeds vulnerability that invites other people to be vulnerable with you and um you know like friends that I have had you know when I was younger they've opened up to me and been like oh yeah like I was depressed during the same time as you you know going through this going through that and I'm looking back I'm like oh my gosh this makes so much sense like we were just like a group of friends depressed together you know and um you had kind of touched on like how important it is to like have friends like you can open up to and um I think like whenever I was younger like I told you like I've always started with vulnerability so mm-hmm. that was something that was so hard for me to do to open up to friends um and like talk about that but like once you do like once you kind of like break that ice and are willing to like be open about that like it makes the world a difference like in your friendship and like you feel like you're not as alone you know like it all just comes full circle like it really does yeah that's that's good it yeah I think especially having like a circle that can relate or just uplift you because sometimes you don't even need people to be like it's gonna get better because when you're depressed you're like 
it's it's not right now, <laughs> right? So it's like yeah. you, you don't want to hear that, but it's like having someone that's going to show love, that's going to keep loving on you regardless. That's important. Um, what are some ways that you think you've healthily been able to like combat depression? Right, like it's it's an ongoing battle. It's not something that just goes away because you're like I don't want to be depressed more. But it's like what are like apart from friends, what are what are other ways that have helped you? Um, just keep you know treading on (laughs) I don't know why that was funny (laughs) well um for me um well first I guess I I guess I'm gonna explain I Mm -hmm. guess that it was kind of like what depression for me is Mm, yeah um, because I know that depression is different for everyone you know everyone has their own situations um and so for me, I feel like depression has almost kind of like changed over mm. the as I've gotten older and as I've gotten, I think, like more um, emotionally intelligent and more mm. self-aware, like it has continued to kind of change. So um, I think that like when I was younger, it was almost more of like um, this deep emptiness, mm. just deep emptiness you know everything was pointless like you just feel so empty and it's so consuming mm. um I feel like as I've gotten older um although the emptiness is still there I feel like I have I don't even want to say if it's changed I guess I would say that like I'm more self-aware of it being more of oh my gosh like you know it's this deep self-hatred this mm. deep feeling of like the unlovable um like it just sucks like all this emotional energy out of me you know it makes me feel mm. like I have no, you know, energy to get up, you know, like getting up in the morning can be so hard. Um, And so like for me personally, like with that type of depression, um, like, you know, I I said, like some people have high functioning depression, you know, some people have it where, you know, they can't get out of bed for days. Um, So that's just kind of more of like what it is like for me. And that kind of like comes and goes in waves. Like it's not something that lasts for months and months at a time. For me, it's more of something that may last for a month, you know, it may last for like a few weeks, you know, like, and I don't always even understand fully like what triggers it. Mm. Um, but it's just this deep feeling of like self-hatred, you know, this deep, just emotional exhaustion. Um, and something that like I've realized that has made like such a difference to me personally um, is like moving my body. Like, mm-hmm. like whenever I am like going to the gym more consistently or like whenever I'm even just like outside, like. Kenny knows like the winter time is so hard for me because like the sun is so important um (laughs) so like for me like moving my body like even if I don't want to you know kind of like forcing myself to do it as hard as it is um because sometimes like even though I don't have the emotional energy to like get up and do things like I just have to remind myself that like there's more to life than this than like the Mm -hmm. moment that I'm in now you know there's more to life than just like the season of depression that I'm in you know like I'm meant for more like I have a bigger Mm -hmm. purpose to lay here in bed you know um and kind of just like I mean I have to force myself but like getting outside doing something moving my body makes the world a difference you know and you know some days like I don't feel like doing that. You know, I may try to talk myself into it and like, it doesn't always work. And so that's whenever, you know, like I pick up the phone and I like FaceTime a friend, you know? And I think that for me personally, I am so lucky to have such a strong and loving support group. Um, And I feel like I, I have really lucked out in life because I feel like there's some people who say, oh, you know, like I have, you know, two friends that are like, you know, best friends Mm -hmm. my family you know that type of thing um and I am so lucky because I feel like I have (laughs) like seven or eight just like super close close friends that like without a doubt like I know I can call up and they would be there for me in an instant you know and like without a doubt I can call up and tell them you know like I'm depressed like I'm not feeling good and like in an instant that they're just going to shower me with love and like you know support and it's not going to be you know them forcing me you know to do different Mm -hmm. things there's not gonna be them throwing advice at me it's gonna be them genuinely loving me and just you know being there with me and existing with me um so that I feel like for me has made such a difference and I'm so lucky to have that like I don't know how I got blessed with the amazing people that have in my life but like let me tell you like 
people are so important like humanity like yes it can be bad but also it's just like I think of my friends and like Kenya like for those of you that know Kenya like she she loves people so well and so like Kenya like you know like you're one of my people that like I you know like without a doubt like I would call you you know and that type of thing and I'm so lucky to have that you know um don't make me cry on air (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Wow. Like I not even like, oh, thank you for me. But but it's it's so true. So many things you've said are so true. Like, especially like I know me and you really on the gym, like serotonin, endorphins, they literally help us forget about everything else happening. And just like a walk, like it it makes you just be in the moment. And I think that's so important because with anxiety and depression, like these things make you think about like months ahead and you're just like but it's like be in the moment and I'm here and my body's doing this right now and I'm just going to be right. Um, so I think that's super, that's super helpful. Um, but I think you, like, you really, you really hit it with the nail right there when you said like community is so important. I think just from our backgrounds, of how we've grown up, like we've, we've been told that for so many years, but I think even as an adult, like that's become so true. Right. We both have friends. We live in, we move. We're nomads sometimes and we move. And sometimes it can be isolating where you feel like you have no one. But to be able to call someone like, hey, I'm sad. Hey, I'm not doing okay. And they're like, I love you. I don't care. Like, like, you're amazing. Like, just for them to uplift you and give you, like, remind you of who you are outside of that anxiety, outside of that depression is so important. You definitely have looked out because I always joke about how at uh, your wedding, you're going to have, like, 25 brides. <laughs> it's like you have so many friends. You're like, everyone is my you. friend. You can't. I will, not, I will not. Like, I refuse. Like, whoever I marry is going to have to have so many friends or, like, so many brothers because I refuse to cut <laughs> anyone like, my close friends. You know, like, I refuse. <laughs> That's going to be the best wedding ever. I want to, re- like, report it. I'm just going to, like, write a whole, like, blog about this. The biggest wedding – well, not the biggest wedding, but the wedding with the most bridesmaids. You're going to hit, like, what is that? What is that? Um, that – what what is it called? Ugh, I can't think of it. Where it's like you you hit a record. What is it? The Guinness World Record. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. That's hilarious. That would... for anything. I hope it's that. Honestly. Oh my god. I really have a though. Like my honestly, like I cannot <laughs> say enough good stuff. Like about you know, like my friends because they. I mean, like I've been through it with you, you know, and like I feel like all the close friends that I've had, like I have really gone through it with you know like can you like you know like we have been through it like we have been through the trenches you know and like going through the trenches like really I feel like will make or break your friendship Mm. and luckily for me I don't know how but somehow (laughs) like it has made like the friendships you know like very rare do they break you know like they really just they're hold tight you know I don't know what it is I just God has blessed me with like the most amazing people he really has I think you have a very consuming personality as well and I think so many people will say it's like in the sense that you know when you see like a a diamond ring and you're like oh my god it's so shiny like that's kind of how people like you get people's attention is like they're like oh my god like I remember that's why I wanted to be your friend I was like oh my god she's everyone wants to be her friend she's so nice she's so cool she has a great smile she's hilarious like you know and it's like me affirming you right now but it's so true because we don't realize these things about ourselves enough that like it's important to have friends that tell you these things because it's true. And that's why I wanted to be your friend. I was like, this girl's amazing. And even getting to know you, well, I've known you for almost four years. Oh my God. Life, life <laughs> just flashes. It's so crazy, but almost four years. And it's like seeing the people we were there, like then to the people we are now and like going through all the crap of like the pandemic and the depression and moving states and living together and then moving states again and it's like <laughs> I know it's it's a lot but it's like our our friendship has like stayed solid and I you know your friendship with other people has stayed solid and mine is too and I think that also goes back to vulnerability because like relationships would not thrive without it and it's like if I had a conversation with you and I, I like you know we were catching up and I was like yeah I'm good like how's life? It's good. And I'm I'm like the most depressed I have ever been. 
how is that going to grow our friendship? How is that going to allow you to affirm me? How is that going to allow me to just be honest and have a moment where I'm like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And I really just need someone to just like, tell me it's going to be okay. Right. And I think having those kind of friends for life like that are just going to keep building you up, helping you grow as a person. And just like you said, sometimes don't give me advice. Just sit there and listen while I cry and tell you that I've done something horrible. Like just like I don't need advice. I don't. I know I've done something like terrible and I made like the worst decision, but like love me anyways. And it's yeah. important. Like I think I've like touched this, touch on this in other episodes too, where like community is so important. And like people are gonna listen to this episode and be like, oh my god, they are friends. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Like I'm affirming you yeah. literally on air. <laughs> and and you're you're just being honest about. How, how, what's helped you in your depression and your anxiety? Because I know these are things that, that we deal with and it's real. And it's even like growing up, like in the Christian community, a lot of times, like these things are not talked about, or it's like, you know, God's going to take away your depression. And it's like, yeah, he can, but also like, maybe not. And it's okay that we're going through these things. And it's okay that like, that I'm admitting this and it doesn't make me a terrible person. I'm not going to hide from it. I'm not going to be ashamed of this. I'm not going to be guilty of this because I already like, it's already messing with me. Why am I going to live in the guilt that like I have depression and anxiety? I'm not. And so I think, you know, me and you, we're doing the best we can. And we are, we're better than than little 12, 13 year old Haley and Kenya would have ever thought. We're still here. We're still here. You know, that in itself is an accomplishment. That in itself is something to be proud of. And I, even just looking back at, like, where we were meeting you in El Salvador, you know, like, what, four years ago? Like, (laughs) we have grown and changed so much. Like, it is crazy. It is crazy. And I don't know, like, I'm lucky to have grown and changed so much with you. Mm. And, like... I think that's something like, okay, so you just from me, so I'm going to affirm you for a second. Oh, God. <laughs> like, something I think that has really, like, well, like I told you, you know, like, all my friends, like, they're so important to me, but I feel like also, like, along with them being so important, like, they, like, each one, I feel like, has brought so much out of me and has helped me grow so much. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's different areas of my life where, like, they have just, you know, like, just brought me out of you know and just you know showed me so much and like I truly am you know like I don't know if you've seen that quote where it's like you know like you're a mosaic of like all the people like you've ever loved Mm -hmm. and how I truly feel you know and like you were someone who like the vulnerability and like the growth like the emotional growth that like I feel like I have had from El Salvador you know to now like I mean like part of that is mostly because like you you know like you are so open to the vulnerability like you have always made it very easy and like organic Hmm. for me to like share something that's you know wrong something that's like hard for me you know and like especially living together and like truly like wow like your type four enneagram energy is like so strong you know (laughs) those of you who don't know or like who can't tell like kenya is like the type four enneagram like to a t and like i love it and like the way that like I was able to experience like emotions with you like was like a growing thing for me because me as a seven anagram like I (laughs) press my emotions like I ignore my emotions like I feel something that like is negative it's like oh my gosh like I'm not dealing with this and like living with you especially like you were very much so like no Haley like we're gonna deal with this like you're feeling this way like no like let's sit with it like tell me like how do you like really feel like you know that's the thing and so I don't know, like, I know that who I am today wouldn't be who I am without having, like, your strong influence of, like, you know, growing that emotional intelligence and, like, growing that vulnerability, you know? So thank you for that. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> thank you. That was, that made me happy, especially when you said the thing about, like, organic um, conversations, which, yeah, I mean, our first one was an organic me, be my oh, friend, no. tell me. And then it's, it's from there, it's been organic thank you for saying that um I think apart from like therapy and the gym and like 
like friendship is so essential as people like we need communication and I know people want to say like we're introverts and like eh. I'm like but you still need people in your life like you you do um so thank you for just painting that out um I hope like people can just in this episode like relate to anything we've said and truly like believe that community and like having friends is important maybe like this is like your step or whoever is listening step to to you know open up and allow that person that's probably hounding you about like hanging out and you're like oh I don't know like that could be a forever friend like you never know and so it's like being open to those opportunities and and um allowing like invitations like from other people just just going and showing up the worst thing you can do is never talk to that friend again like Maybe like not everyone's going to be your your friend for life or your friend for the season and that's okay. But I definitely think like you – wow, like you said that really beautifully. Thank you. That was really sweet of you. Um, but I, I think like we've painted such a picture of how important friends are and have been in our life as people who are growing. And we're growing and we're evolving and we're learning and we're re- like changing our minds and thoughts but it's like the hardships can still be there. You know, they're not going to go away. Like we're still going to like deal with depression. We're still going to deal with anxiety. We're still going to deal with thoughts that we thought were out of our brains for good. Um, So, so having these, these healthy, like these healthy avenues is so important. Um, Yeah. I'm, that was, wow. That was really sweet. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> no, I really, I really do love you. And I, I think people from this conversation, they're gonna, they're gonna see like how organic and um, beautiful our friendship is. And hopefully that, I don't know, that, that, like I said, like, allows them to be more open and vulnerable with others. Um, because I truly think like a lot of my best conversations or even just friendships have bloomed from, from being vulnerable and open with other people. Yeah, absolutely. Like you kind of said earlier, like you, you can't have these like deep relationships, like how I have with you, you know, like, if you're someone out there who, you know, doesn't have super close friends, like, Mm -hmm. something I'm going to tell you is that you can't have those close friends, and you're not going to gain those close friends if you're not vulnerable. And if you're not open, you know, like, the emotional bonding that you have with someone and like, that feeling of, you know, like, okay, you know, like, this is like my ride or die person or like this is someone like I look at Kenya and I'm like she's gonna be my life forever you know like <laughs> you're not leaving like, no like she like whether she's <laughs> not getting very far you know like yeah. but, you know that all stems and like came from that emotional vulnerability and like creating that emotional safe space and you know trust um you know and that type of thing and so you know if you're someone who's looking for community like don't be afraid to, you know, like be a bit vulnerable and to be open because like, let me tell you, like, it's hard. And I trust me, like, I know like, <laughs> it's so hard, but you know, once you kind of break down those walls, kind of get past that barrier in yourself of, you know, not wanting to do that, like it makes the world a difference, you know, it makes the world a difference. Yeah. The world is such a more colorful place with other people in your life. Yes. Um, well, Haley, thank you so much for coming on. I, like this is a lovely episode. This is just lovely conversation. Definitely deep topic. Um that led to beautiful conversation. Um <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm grateful to have had you on. Um and I'm grateful that you've become the person you are to be able to be on and say yes to this. Um but I hope, you know, whatever was said is is you know, speaks to whoever needs to listen. Um This is a girl with something to say. See you next time. Yeah.